I am very excited to share with you all the menu for this week for Nacho Mamas because this is about the most delicious sounding concoction you will hear all day. They are starting off the year of the pig with a porktastic, if that's a word, masterpiece called the Boss Hog. Have some cheddar cheese sauce, some pork belly, pork shoulder, and spicy hot link all slow cooked and low in molasses, chipotle, tomato glaze. Add some pickled red onion, black and chili, garlic, buttermilk sauce. Holy moly. That just sounds delightful. Pair it up with some cauliflower soup topped with zesty Brussels sprout slaw. You can get that vegan or boss hog style. And finish this thing off if you have any room with chocolate peanut butter mousse. Moose, moose. Where can you get some of this, L Train? Before I say that, did you say there was three different types of pork just on this one nacho I called did. the Boss Hog? That is why it is called the Boss Hog. I just had to check that. On Wednesday, Chain Line Brewing, Kirkland, 5 to 8 p.m. Thursday, Optimism Brewing on Capitol Hill, 5 to 9 p.m. Philip, they're there again. Friday, No Boat Brewing in Snoqualmie, 4 to 8 p.m. Sunday, Ridgecrest Public House in Shoreline from 5 to 8 p.m. You can uh, find out all this information. Head over to NachoMamasSeattle.com on Twitter at NachoMamasSCA and on Facebook and Instagram, NachoMamasSeattle, hashtag Nachos and Beer. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. And I am bringing us in for the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast because after three tries, L Train cannot get it together. So this is a rare opening for me to say hello and welcome to the show. With me today, I have the stumbling L Train. Stumbling as my words. Yes. Not anything else at this point. No, not at this point. No, but you did just open the wine, so... The, the night is young. Well, we started the opening with the wine. We did. Hoping it would cure what ailed us because the first attempt was yeah. not so good. Miss Clams kept screwing it up. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I was distracted by the crazy snow that was coming down, but now it is just down to a snow trickle. Yes. So if that's a thing. Tried so. to walk the dog a few minutes ago. He went out. Yeah, he wouldn't have took it. Took a pee. He even had his coat on. He spun right back around came back in the house where He's, usually we at least go I know. He's like, F this. The it's block. too cold. It was too cold. Yeah. So, 
It's cold enough that I actually had to put socks on. And if you know me, I maybe own like two pairs of socks because I don't like socks. And it's cold enough I actually have socks on. So there you go. Also kind of hard to find socks in this house. Well, there's that There's some black hole somewhere. And it's not behind the dryer I've looked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So we do have the big game, the Super Bowl on right now. We do. It's been kind of boring. It's on in the background. We only kind of half cared anyway, but Mrs. Clams was trying to... Be nice to me and have the football <laughs> game on. I am, by the way, you dressed up for the game. In Seahawks What do I look gear. like? You got your Seahawks gear on. Yes, I have my 12th man jersey. Yes, I know. I'm still not over the loss of the Saints. Uh, they were robbed. They were robbed. They should have been in. So I'm watching, but in protest. They were robbed, but they that's were. a whole another story. So I have to just sort of root half-ass for... LA because I am of the never Brady team so no Brady no Brady no times no no anyway you know what time it should be though if you're not watching the game if you're just kind of fiddling around go over to powerslam.tv yeah get yourself a free 30-day trial Mm -hmm. with my code b f p w f r e e and you know that's b f p w stands for bigfoot pro wrestling Free. Free. F-R-E-E. So it's B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E. Go over, get yourself a 30-day trial. Yeah. There's uh, Defy Wrestling you? on there, which uh, we watch all the time. Uh, bar Wrestling. There's some ECC Dub on there, some DOA. Oh, yeah. Beyond Wrestling. There's all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. You betcha. 4,400 plus hours of content. So do it now. That's a ton of content. Powerslam.tv. Get your free 30-day trial. B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E. Speaking of a ton of content, I just read in a tweet, and you know how reliable Twitter is, that over the course of this weekend, Americans alone will consume 1.4 billion, with a B, chicken wings. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Doesn't that sound insane? That many chicken wings over a two-day period? What was the number again? 1.4 billion. Billion. Billion with a B. Chicken wings. Just here in the good old yeah. US of A. Now, I might have believed that if we were talking about like guacamole or you know something a little better, but chicken wings? Come on now. I don't know. They're nothing but skin and bone, literally. There's oh, like a, a teeny thread of meat in between old crisped up skin and old nasty bone. Gross. That's why they have to be done right. Now, I'm not a big fan of the wing either. Mm. Now, if it's cooked properly where you take that and it just comes right off of that, Yuck. and it, you're eating it. Yeah, you're you getting all tendons and slime. Sauce, Forget it. Uh, so maybe some blue cheese, by now, the way. I'm all over the Frank's red hot sauce. I do put that shit on everything. I love it. It's delicious, but I'm not putting it on chicken wings. You kind of ripped off their commercial right I there did, totally. Bit. Hey, they're getting a free plug, okay? <laughs> Frank's do. is delicious, okay? It we, is. We got the not t- on a wing. We got the two-pack at Costco the other day. Not The closest we got to wings, we bought a big old giant Costco pack of skinless boneless chicken thighs mm. and you baked that up and then chopped it up really really small and tossed it right, in the franks right. really small pieces and it was delightful with Just the franks to, with the franks of course like it was delightful buffalo chicken we added in a salad yeah it it was the bomb I made a little sandwich out of it too it, it was great you could 
do all manner of things with it. But I wings, no, forget it. Mm-mm. So what do you think? Uh, burgers, hot dogs, or the other big Super Bowl no, things? Pizza. Pizza. Because it's easy. You don't have to sure. work into it. Everyone people, can watch the game. People doing pizza. People doing dips. You know, I would think that's the big There's Probably the big some healthy food. stuff out there. Some salads. Some, you know, shit people won't eat. Yeah. Tofu be, stuff. You know, some sad looking celery or whatever out. But <laughs> there'll be a few things like that. No, I'm all about I'm, the dips, though. As long as people don't do the grody double dip thing, I'm all about the dips. Well, that's why you have to have the proper spoons, plates, yeah. All that kind of stuff. There's nothing nastier than seeing somebody go like twice in the onion dip. No. No. <laughs> like that George. now became your onion dip. George from Seinfeld. Yeah. No. Wrong. Double Wrong. dipping. <laughs> <laughs> but we are having no party. We are doing nothing. We are just fuddy duds. That's right. I think it's still. Yep. We're, we're gearing up for the fun of February, the which has fun. a bunch of wrestling coming up. It does so. have. But let me thank Tell the us. guests. Of January 1st. Oh, yes. It was a Thank hot you lineup. To the folks that gave their free time, their support. You know, I, I, I'm not giving away watches or free trips or anything. Wings. What? I am giving away chicken wings, but no. You're going to make it. So, for now on, <laughs> no. each and every guest yeah. will receive you get a pack their of package <laughs> of Mrs. Clam's chicken wing. No. Blech. You don't want those chicken wings. You trust me, you don't. You don't know how to cook the wings. No, I'll kidding. make you some clams casino though. That shit's bomb. <laughs> Anywho, go back to your guests. The January guests. Yes. I want to thank Chase James, Max, the man over at The Man, the Myth, the Legend. Without a cause, putting it all together over there. My good pal Beast Mode Manny on Twitter. Manny, we did that fire review. And then also a two for one. The power couple. E C C Dubs own Scotty Mack and Christina Von Erie. I want to thank each and every one of them for their time, their support, their yes. retweets, their likes, and uh, thank when, you. When are we getting Christina back at a local show? Uh, it's been too damn long. It has been. She is the Defy Tacoma Cup champion, by the way. Yeah, she needs to come back. <clears throat> Well, just so we can watch Scotty jump around the ring with the Tacoma well, Cup. There's that, too. And she but, never gets the touches. Yeah. But anyway, thanks to all those folks. And uh, you were saying there is what coming up? Wrestling shows oh, coming yes. up. Oh, yes. February is chock-a-block with good there's things. Some, here's just some things. Next Friday, this coming Friday, I should say, as this mm-hmm. podcast is released, on the 8-3-2-1 battle, goes back to the Battle Palace mm-hmm. with 3-2-1 battle Love is a 3-2-1 battlefield. Take okay, off a Pat. little Pat Banatar there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> some matches that have been announced. Yeah. There's a tag team title match. And then Eddie Van Glam, winner of the Battle Rumble, mm. has the uh, Battle Medallion. Nice. And he's taking on Daniel Maccabe, two-time Two-time guest on the guest, <laughs> yes. guest on the guest, guest on the podcast. Yes, on the podcast. And then newly crowned, by the way, long, long deserved, over deserved. You're stumbling there, Bumble. What are you trying to say? Spit it out. Steve West. There we go. Solid steel champion. Solid steel. <laughs> Takes on romantic Romeo. Ramirez. There we go. For the belt. That, that is Friday. <clears throat> Find a 3-2-1 battle and uh, 
get your tickets there. There is also a Defy show in Portland. Yes, and who's going to be on that show, Mrs. Clams? Johnny Morrison. Also, Johnny Defy, a.k.a. Johnny Impact, a.k.a. Johnny fill-in-the-blank. Mundo, and it's Defiance, by the way. Johnny Defiance. He's going to take on Darby Allen. That'll be a great match. I wish we were seeing it. It's going to be high flying. Yes, we will be be in in Vegas, baby. Vegas Vegas on our last evening there. Yes. And then also on that show, MGF. um, MGF? MJF. There we go. Thank you very much. I think I said it right the first time. (laughs) Maybe you did. But I just wanted to, you know, not argue with it. And a guy named Hammerstone that you'll hear more about soon. There we go. There we go. And, you know, I think there's some standing room tickets, you know. Go over to defywrestling.com and uh, you might be able to find a ticket and get down to Portland. Fill the show up. I'm sure it'll be full. Go get yourself some Chinese food at Shandong. Yes. If you haven't had it, you will thank me. (laughs) Look it up. The 22nd of February in Hermiston. Prestige Wrestling. Yeah, happened in the Hermiston. main event. Filthy Tom Lawler trying to defeat the champion. Mm-hmm. King, if you will. The Prestige Heavyweight Champion. King Cash. Also, Simon Grimm. Ethan HD. Lots more. Tickets. PrestigeWrestling.net. And then the 24th of February. Yeah. A really, really big show really down there. Show. We're going to be there. A lot of other people are going to be there. Philip's going to be there. Hopefully, Manny. All the Nick, cool kids will be there. All the cool kids should be there. Sunday, 4 o'clock bell time, February the 24th, without a cause, with love, whack, XOXO. Yes, in <coughs> Everett, Washington, at Normana Hall. Thank you. I always have trouble saying they're Normana Hall. Yes, the Sons of Norway Lodge <laughs> with the really nice bar. It does have a great bar. It does. Great snacks, food. But uh, the card, or at least the couple matches announced yeah, so far. And lit. the rest of this, this is a huge, huge indie show. The main event, mm. the black sheep, mm-hmm. Dave Turner. He's phenomenal. And a guy that's going to try to come take his house, Shane Strickland. It'll be an epic match. Also... Daniel Maccabe is taking on this fellow named Hammerstone that I keep hearing so much about. I know, I know. And then also Joey Ryan, DJ Z, local celeb Steve Miggs, Chase James, The Strays. I was going to say, I think The Strays are there too. Brownpapertickets.com. First rule has sold out. And General Mission is going fast. Want to send a couple shout-outs to a couple podcasts real quick? Mm Mm-hmm. Manny and Danny and their buddies podcast, The Grap Attack. Yeah. I've cool. gotten through episode one. Still working on episode two. Sounds great. They're doing a great job. They talk about only wrestling. They talk about some uh, rap and R&B nice. and music and stuff. And uh, it's good. And then uh, check out uh, Russell Nerds also. He took the week off this week, but he'll be back next week. Cool. Good things are coming up for good us, though. Good things are coming up. Hey, I have a little suggestion for Dave Turner. Man, carry some of those shirts in some other colors. I am dying for one in pink. Can you hook me up? Special request. There we go. To Dave Turner. There we go. Because the Don't Flock With Me shirt would be really awesome in like a pink. 
All right. All right. All right. All right. You can make that happen, Dave. (laughs) Let us know. Dave might not have time to listen to this podcast every week. Probably not. (laughs) But someone that knows him will tell him. Or maybe we can just send him a message. Just for Mrs. Glams. That's right. One shirt. It'll cost a whole bunch. (laughs) You'll have to pay it. I know. God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But anyway. Let's wrap this up. Big things coming up for the show. Yeah. 100th episode. I talk about this episode and the guest that's on this week. Let's go to next week. Mm -hmm. So far, booked Nick Radford Mm -hmm. is going to... Poet Laureate, I hear, is what you're supposed to be calling him. Poet Laureate Nick Radford Yeah, reads his little poem, his write-up. His little poem. Boy, that sounded very dismissive. Well, wait till you hear the talk. Okay. But uh, And it's really good, except for... Does it rhyme? It rhymes a little bit, you know, but it uh, kind of takes... Is it like takes, a haiku? It seems like it takes shots at me and uh, the Cook Brothers and maybe even mentions Mrs. Clams. <gasps> What? Yeah. It better be polite. I don't know. You'll have to check it out. Damn. You haven't heard it yet. And then also, the meat of the podcast. (laughs) Hammerstone will be on. Nice. We talk everything with this guy, where he's coming, where he came from, what he's doing. He's wrestled for uh, WCWC before. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be his first time in Defy. Definitely coming up to whack. Going to be his first time. He is making a mark. And uh, great, amazing freaking chat Yeah, with that guy. He was uh, very friendly, but uh, I didn't let it fool me. I don't want to talk smack to him in person. He'll probably, you know, <laughs> he's a big, big man. <laughs> but anyway, this week we're yeah. talking to the one and only Eli Surge. And, yes. Uh, um, we talk all kinds of good stuff. He's a hockey fan, burrito fan, squatching fan, which I found interesting since we're the Bigfoot show. Yeah. He talks about that. And then, uh, you know, wrestling. He's been at Defy without a cause, and uh, he's going to be coming back to those places and doing a whole lot more. So uh, check out this Very week's cool. uh, show, Mrs. Clams. Anything else before I tell the folks where they can listen to our shows and end this? Go Rams. Yeah, go Rams. <laughs> Listen to this show, all shows, in the future and the past. <laughs> Bigfoot Pro Wrestling.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, 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 Stitcher. And uh, you know what? That's Mrs. Clams. That's Ren. That's a crappy Super Bowl. And this is the L train. And we are jumping on the train. And we are Whoop, gone. leaving. Hey, it's the L Train. We're back for episode number 99. I can't even believe it. And uh, recently I've seen this gentleman at Without a Cause in Everett. And also, Defy Never Dies. He was in the uh, 10-man elimination. And uh, his name is Eli Surge. Eli, man, thanks for your time. And how are you doing tonight? Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Honored to be 99. One of the best hockey players ever to play, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, are you a hockey man? Are you a hockey man? Oh, I sure am. Because you're, you're up in Canada, right? Yeah, I'm in Vancouver right Vancouver, now. Vancouver, Canada. Not Ca- Vancouver, yeah. Washington. I've got that confused with people before. I'm like, hey, you're <laughs> up in Canada. They're like, no, man. I'm south of you. I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, always been a hockey fan then since you're growing up around there? 
Yeah, I grew up a, in a hockey family. My brother played all throughout his life. I um, played some sort of hockey, whether it's roller hockey or ice hockey or just hockey in the street, you know, doing the Canadian thing all my life. Um, always, family was a big Canucks family. So, you know, being the rebellious team, I had to trade over to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, 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 uh. Um, you know, just to be a little turd disturber. Did you but, put a little Colorado merch on at the table when the rest of the family was in the Vancouver stuff? Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Reminds, <laughs> reminds me of those NFL commercials where it's all Chief fan, and then the, the guy that married into the family is wearing his Raider shirt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Love that stuff. Do you ever play Raider. hockey? Come on. <laughs> sorry, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh do you ever play any hockey? Are you a hockey player also? Yeah, I played um, I played when I was younger, and then I did six or seven years uh, throughout high school and then after high school. And how hard was that, being on skates, on ice, or whatever it might be? Some dude's <laughs> trying to smash in the face. Like, I've played high school football. Not the same thing, mm-hmm. I don't think. A little bit different, but I was always involved in sports. I... Uh, I bounced from sport to sport, so I had a an idea of what I was getting into. And like I said, my brother played hockey growing up, so I watched him. Um, but it was a it was a challenge to start basically in high school. But I was also playing rugby at the time, and I'd played football earlier, and a whole bunch of stuff where we just hit each other. <laughs> so I was pretty used to that, and now here I am professionally hitting people. Yes, you do it for a living, and they and they pay you for it and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. That worked out. <laughs> well, before we get to all that, man, you're up in uh, what part of Canada in right now? You in Vancouver right now, or some where near there? Or? Yeah, I'm in Vancouver right now. I've had a lot of uh, I, uh, Canadian Vancouver. guests, and uh, you're always very polite to me. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. Oh no, 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 no! Just just recently moved to Vancouver um, to further my training with the eccw training facility nice nice i think i saw some uh tweets or something about that recently Mm. you having some back and forth with uh scotty mac or something yeah that's been a goal since i moved over to uh get a shot at him and thought i would have one with their commodore show um but sadly that was ruined by the devil himself drexel I saw that. I think they were supposed to originally have Jason Sullivan. Something happened mm-hmm. to him, and then uh, some people were filling in or whatever it might be. I'm sorry mm-hmm. I couldn't get up to that show. I talked to Scotty about it, but it uh, sounded like a phenomenal show. It was. The Commodore shows always blow people away. Um, if I've got people or if I've got friends or family around here and they haven't been to a show, I always recommend starting with a Commodore show if they're in Vancouver because even if you're not a wrestling fan, you're going to love that show. Well, Scotty was very generous to me and my wife. If we ever can get up there for one of those Commodore shows, he, he said we'd be his guest. So, uh, one of these months, we're gonna we're gonna make it up there. I believe they're running in July again at Commodore. So, mark right. your calendar. Oh, nice summertime in Vancouver, man. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> Vancouver reminds me a lot of Seattle, except for the weather. Maybe it's a little nicer. I don't know. But <laughs> well, if you enjoy. 300 days of rain then yeah the weather would be nicer i don't know if we have 300 days of rain down here i don't know man it might be a little less it doesn't rain as much as people 
may think it does, but uh, I love it here. I've lived it here my whole life, just kind of like you've lived in Canada your whole life, correct? Correct, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So just a couple fun things before we get into all the all the, all the the business of the wrestling. Um, what the hell was I going to ask you? Oh, I got it written down right here. Um, on your uh, Twitter here, you know, I like yeah. to find little things, and you say you've never met a burrito that you didn't like. Explain. Oh, baby. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm a burrito enthusiast. I will seek out burritos in every town I go to. Um, I've got a, a great love for Mexican food because I am a vegetarian, so it's quite easy to get the beans and rice option, whereas oh, yeah. with most other places, you end up eating a, a frozen veggie burger. So that's kind of where it started, but there's a a great place on Vancouver Island where near where I grew up called Taco Fino, um, and it kind of really, really kept me going with the burrito love. They've got some great product. So basically, uh, veggie style. So you're doing a lot of beans and rice and uh, just veggies up in that. Oh, yeah, throw anything that's not an animal in there, and I'm game for it. <laughs> How long has it been since you've uh, had meat? I've been vegetarian for about seven, eight years now. Nice, nice. Do you do uh, yeah. cheese, anything like that, completely vegan, or uh, just vegetarian and still have some other stuff? Um, I do mostly vegetarian. Uh, it's very difficult, especially on the road, to keep like uh, dairy and eggs and cheese out, so I keep that in i know that ethan hd one of the seattle guys he does the vegan thing but i can't i can't keep up with him <laughs> he's a pretty amazing dude i've heard about him i've heard about that guy once or twice maybe no maybe saying, once yeah i've seen know. him plenty of times he's pretty uh, amazing <laughs> but uh man yeah i i do the vegan thing not vegan vegetarian thing for maybe a couple months then i'll switch it up for a month and then i'll go back and so i'm kind of a I'm a back and forth guy, but it's hard to find a lot of stuff, especially if you're, you know, taking a road trip or something, you know, to find the proper things to keep that diet going. Certainly is. I rely a lot on uh, gas station nuts. <laughs> gas station nuts. There you go. Yeah. Get those almonds, all that protein up in that. But exactly. uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about that your uh, Twitter here says, uh, squatching enthusiast. You know, I am the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling <laughs> Podcast, and you're talking about Squatching. Mm -hmm. Explain that to us. Well, um, growing up in the <clears throat> Northwest, always surrounded by forests, especially growing up on Vancouver Island. Um, I like to, I like to not close off my mind, and even if there's a possibility of something existing, to you know, search into that a little bit. So. I like to think that there's possibly a, you know, large bipedal primate out there that could have avoided us for years and years, and why not go look for him? How much evidence have you found on this yourself so far? Oh, personally, none. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your other people I mean, are doing the research for you, and you're making decisions on it. There's some weird things in the forest. Um Actually, I was a, an outdoor camping instructor for uh, seven summers, 
So I took kids out into the woods for one to ten nights at a time. And you hear some strange stuff out there, but never, never seen anything for sure. That must freak out some little kids, man. You're taking them out there in the middle <laughs> of the woods. Yeah, we're searching for this thing, beast type thing, Sasquatch, if you will. And they're sitting there probably just panicked. It's you and 10 kids or something? Like there's a couple more adults there to help kind of handle these things? Yeah, it would be me and one or two other people. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, anything from hiking to canoeing to kayaking on Vancouver Island. So I got to see a bunch of the island through that way, which was really great. Well, that part sounds good. I don't know about sitting in the middle of the woods at night waiting for animals (laughs) to come get me and stuff. No, I used to camp with my buddies a lot, so. We used mm-hmm. to have a lot of fun doing that stuff, but we never looked for Bigfoots or Sasquatches. Well, it's never too late to start. <laughs> this is the last time you tried something for the first time, right? Right. You got to always try something for the first time. Exactly. Otherwise, you run out of things to do. Exactly. I don't know. I just made that shit up. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Uh, did you watch the world? If you don't like it, it's your podcast. You can edit it out. So. That's right. I try not to edit too much. I try to keep it real here, you know, as long as nothing yeah, yeah. too crazy goes on, you know. Um, <laughs> did you watch any of the uh, Royal Rumble the other night, last night? Yeah, I did. Because um, I'm asking that because you wrote Hornswoggle. And I think I oh. missed the Hornswoggle part. I went in, finally, it was the two championship matches and then the men's Royal Rumble. I missed the rest. So. What's yeah, it on? was uh, the Women's Royal Rumble, and Zelina Vega had put herself under the ring, and on her last pop-out from under to look around, here popped out Hornswoggle as well, and I think that was the loudest yell I let out all night. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a love for Hornswoggle. He just cracks me up. <laughs> He's doing some independent bookings. Have you have you come across Hornswoggle on any of your travels? I haven't yet. No, unfortunately. Well, hopefully someday for you as uh, things uh, keep getting bigger and better for you, you can have a match with maybe Hornswoggle sometime. Maybe without a cause, we'll book that one for me. <laughs> there you go. That'd be good. I mean, recently, yeah. wasn't he taking on, uh, oh, crap. It was the guy that kind of butchered up Dave Arquette. What's that guy's name? I think Hornswoggle is going to wrestle him like the next month or something. Oh. Nick Gage. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That would be a quick. hell of a matchup. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But uh, I did <laughs> like the men's rumble. I thought it was pretty good. No big, big surprises. It was cool kind of seeing Jeff Jarrett in there. Um, what were your thoughts on the men? I I preferred the women's rumble, honestly. That's what um, it was last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the men's, I... I'm a big fan of Alistair Black, so to see him in there was very nice. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, the elimination where I, it was Elias, I believe, was holding onto the ring post and someone clapped his hands <laughs> and he had to fall off. That's right. Yeah, he kind of went out earlier. I was hoping for Elias to be in there a little longer. I kind of like that guy. Well, he's got to keep walking, man. That's right. Keep drifting along. Exactly. Um, yeah, what were your highlights for the Rumble? Um, Jeff Jarrett, definitely. Um, gosh, top of my head, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I will say, though, I did really enjoy the the match between 
Brock Lesnar. And um, God, I'm drawing a blank myself Balor. tonight. Thank you very much, Finn Balor. I thought that was a decent match. I thought Lesnar worked hard. Finn Balor looked really good. They made each, made each other look good. What are your thoughts on that one? Since I'm drawing a blank on the Royal Rumble question. <laughs> yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised with that match because I wasn't sure what to expect going in. But um, Lesnar and Finn put on a great show. Um, Finn is always energetic and throwing himself around and doing crazy stuff. And he did that. And Lesnar, man, the way he... Uh, the way he sold for Finn and took all his uh, offense, I really enjoyed it. And then the finish, just slipping into that Kimura. Yeah. And it was ba- almost the only offense that Lesnar got in. Yeah, and it was realistic at that point. You know, as soon as he slipped it on, it's like, yeah, Finn can't really get away from that. He's locked. I mean, people in the UFC couldn't get away from it, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, man, enough about other stuff. Let's get mm-hmm. into some uh, Eli Surge, man. So you grew up in Canada. Yeah, I uh, I grew up on the West Coast, on Vancouver Island. Um, I lived there until I actually moved out to Calgary to start training with Lance Storm. Got that um, on the list here. So first. I was out in Calgary for six months, and I trained... Um, for the three months with Lance Storm, Monday to Friday, five six hours a day. Um, I worked some independence after that in Alberta. From there, decided to move out to the eastern side of Canada into Halifax in Nova Scotia. Um, and I was out there for another six months and got to meet some great people out there, wrestle with uh, or maybe not wrestle with, but watch a lot of great matches between legends out there, such as uh, Brody Steele and Cowboy Mike Hughes. And then I brought it back home to uh, Victoria and was working a lot with the people on the island, Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling and PWA Canada there. And I don't want to say it got stale, but... I didn't have a place to train in Victoria at the time, so I started making plans to move to Vancouver, and here I am. In Victoria, I've been there a couple times. That is a beautiful, beautiful place, by the way. Always kept up. Amazingly nice. Everyone's incredibly nice. Um, was there wrestling there in Victoria, or is that just where you were living and you had to go elsewhere to wrestle? So Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling ran shows every they still run shows every two months and they'll run just outside of Victoria in a city called Langford. Um, outside of that, everything was North or to Seattle or, or to Vancouver. Gotcha. 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 So I'm going to just take it back a little bit before all this, you know, from here to there, when you were a kid, were you into wrestling at all? I, very much so love wrestling, but <laughs> it was kind of a taboo thing for my household. Um, See, I was going to attach the parents to this at some point, too, so just kind of let us know about that, though. Yeah. Um, my mom didn't like us watching it, me and my brother watching it, because I uh, thought it would make us go out into the yard and fight, and 
we constantly said no and then would sneak watch wrestling and sneak back into the yard and do wrestling moves. Um, <laughs> of course but, uh, not, Mom. We'll yeah. never do that. Never. Nah. But didn't watch a lot growing up. It wasn't until uh, 2010-2011 I started getting back into it because of CM Punk and the feud he had with John Cena at Money in the Bank mm. where he uh, left with the title. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good stuff. He did, wasn't it? Before that, he did the pipe bomb and all that. And... Yeah, that all of that brought me in. Nice, nice, nice. So you're a big CM Punk fan? Absolutely. Well, a big professional wrestling CM Punk fan. I don't know about his MMA. Hey, you know what? I don't know either. I didn't see any of the fights. I read about them, but uh, you know, good for him for giving it a shot and going out there and doing what he uh, wanted to do. I guess that's what I believe. Yeah, bravo for following your dreams, but uh, I uh, I unfortunately did not follow him through that move. Um, so I didn't. I only heard of the outcomes and heard that it did not go well for him. Uh, <laughs> no, not too well. I think the last one, he, the other guy at least let him go the distance or something like that. Yeah. Like the first time he got <laughs> took out quick. Uh, another guy that was doing it recently, Jim didn't. Uh, oh, Jack, Jack Swagger just had a big match the other night, didn't he? Yeah, I believe on um, just a couple days ago, and he won his fight. Nice. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, He's a big old dude. (laughs) So anyway, 2010, 2011, CM Punk, uh, who else was it at that point that was kind of grabbing at you? Honestly, it was mostly CM Punk. Um, Throughout childhood, it was people like the Hardys and Edge and Christian, um, the kind of over-the-top or, like, big, huge moves kind of thing that would draw me in. But when I got back into it, I was hardcore CM Punk because I felt he was the realest person in wrestling and uh, kind of an outcast, and that's how I felt throughout my a lot of childhood, and it it just clicked. Do you think we'll ever see him back in any kind of wrestling ring, whether it's WWE or the new... AEW or something else, maybe a Ring of Honor appearance? You know, I'd heard that he'd turned down an AEW contract, so I'm a little bit skeptical, but never say never. That is the one thing in wrestling, right? Never say never. If some of these guys can come back and be in the Hall of Fame, like even Ultimate Warrior with his record with the WWE all those years and then finally got to come back and uh, they put him in there, so anything Mm -hmm. can happen. Anything. <laughs> so CM Punk. So when was it that uh, you decided, you know what, I like this wrestling thing. I need to train. And uh, where did you find Lance Storm and how did you get there? So I had looked at schools for as long as I was watching wrestling. So since 2010, 2011 in there. Um, the first time I looked, I wasn't old enough to go. And then a couple of few times after that, I would make up excuses about money or it being in a different city. Um, and it was at the back end of 2014 where I told my girlfriend at the time that I was interested in it and then, you know, made up a whole bunch of excuses like I had before. And she kind of looked at me and said, well, 
you never commit to anything, so why don't you just do it? <laughs> and uh, a little bit of spite, but also wanting to do it for a while, I put my deposit in that day for Storms because I saw that it was one of the most well-praised schools in Canada, and I knew I could go there and still work. Um, Did you know much about Lance Storm at that point? No. Actually, before I started training, I had never seen a Lance Storm match, and I had never been to an independent wrestling show. So how did that go when you, you made your deposit, <laughs> and then you showed up? Well, training was <laughs> one of the best times of my life. Um, to have the the dream of doing it for so long, and then to actually get into it was it was like a it was a feeling like on any other. Mm-hmm. Um, and to know that Lance was a professional and to see his professionalism was amazing. He pushed us to do things that we would need to do, but we're afraid, um, such as promos in front of 10, 12 peers, or something as simple as uh, flipping over when you're first starting is terrifying. Back bumps are terrifying. Um, but he had a way to walk everyone into whatever they need to do. Um, and that was really great. I met a lot of great people in my class. Uh, there's a guy from my class who's killing it in Australia right now. Um, actually, in my class was uh, uh, May Young competitor Rachel. Uh, what she wrestled, Rachel Ellering. She wrestled right. as Rachel Evers in the May Young Classic. Um, so is that Paul Ellering's daughter? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. So Precious I got to meet Paul. a bunch of people. I met a, made a bunch of great connections there, and I uh, I would never tell someone to not go to Lance Storm. <laughs> any uh good lance storm stories that you can tell uh about something between you and him or something you saw hmm it's been a while now so been a while a lot of bumps yeah i was gonna say i've landed on my head a couple times since then <laughs> that's all right um, i haven't landed on my head and i couldn't remember the royal rumble stuff that you watched asked me earlier, so <laughs> it's all right i understand but yeah, I remember watching Lance Storm on TV, ECW, later WCW, did spend a little time in WWE too, and man, he was always a, a great, great professional, always enjoyed his uh, promos, you know, coming out there and just, you know, if I could be serious for a minute, I don't know if you've watched that stuff back since you've trained with him. I have now, yeah. Really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so who else was there? Was there some other trainers in there uh, helping you out besides Lance? At Lance's, um, it was him every day. The only dates he missed was actually to go to the Madison Square Garden show for Chris Jericho's 25th wrestling anniversary. Um, so he, he's in there every day bumping with us, showing exactly what to do and how to do it. And then has at least one mock match with every student in the class. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's did, pretty impressive. How did that feel going on one-on-one with Lance Storm for your mock match? Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Were you just when, intimidated by him, or he was just badass, or it was just kind of like, I don't know, the nerves? Uh, the nerves and knowing that he is such a professional and so highly praised, and for him to pitch me ideas that I've, uh, like, had seen him do with the likes of Daniel Bryan or, like, in the WWE or, like, in much bigger... Uh, on much bigger pl- uh, platforms than, you know, in a warehouse in southeast Calgary. Um, that was pretty terrifying. And then to go in there and be worried about remembering even just the five minutes we had and to try not to kick him so hard that he passes out kind of thing, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah, you don't really want to kick your trainer so hard that he passes out, right? Yeah. That might not be good for your uh, rest of your school time there. <laughs> no, no. Then you'll forever be known as the one that knocked Storm out. So, <laughs> so what's what at that point? What was the mm-hmm. hardest part for you? The the in ring work, the you know the kind of psychology of it, you know, listening to someone who's calling it or calling it yourself. I think the the hardest part, honestly, was just to have the confidence in myself. Um, And that can be applied to any part of the match. But just to believe that I could do it, um, because I didn't believe a lot of the time, and then going out onto the independent scene and struggling with that same thing of, I don't know if I can do all this stuff or remember the whole match, or put together a proper match. Um, Yeah, it's been a big struggle with confidence, and it's just now that I'm training very regularly that that has started to subside a little bit, and I'm uh, three, three and a half years into it now. Well, as a person that's looking at you, seen you a couple times here in the last month, your confidence looks good while you're in there, so... Hopefully. You gotta fake until you make it, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So hopefully, just from an outside source that's watching you, you're looking great no matter maybe what's going on upstairs. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man, and I know other people think that too, So, because uh, I uh, talk to a lot of the fans that are at Without a Cause and Defy, and we all have a great time seeing everyone, and you, you've done a phenomenal job. Uh, so uh, talk about this. You were training at Lance Storm. You had your mock match with him. Did you get to your first match from then, from there, or did you go train somewhere else and then wrestle? So my first match was I had my last class with Lance on the Friday, and my first match was that Saturday, um, and it was a, a ten or sorry a six man scramble with three of the other people that had been in that class and then two people, um, one who's still in Alberta and another who I work with regularly out here now, Cobra Kai. (laughs) Um, And boy, was that a... Let's just say a clusterfuck. (laughs) (laughs) Was it just breaking down? You Maybe nerves weren't quite ready or just, I don't know. How do you explain cluster? Uh, a, a lot of nerves, a lot of guys tr- wanting to do big stuff that oh. they had tried before. Um, 
and when a majority of your match is people who are having the first match, it's it's bound to end up a little bit wonky. <laughs> How did it end up for you that night? Well, I didn't win, so it could have been better. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably true, but uh so um let's see. So what federation was that? Or that promotion I should say, I don't know. Uh that was with uh RCW in Calgary in where was that? Red Deer. And did Lance help run that or was you just like suggesting to those guys to help you, you know, get you guys some jobs or Um, he broke down his feelings on the promotions out in Alberta and said that it was our choice to work wherever we wanted, but he was, he was only involved in the training, not in any of the shows in Alberta at the time. Gotcha. 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 So where'd you go from there? I, uh, out East to, uh, Nova Scotia and I lived out there for like, I think I said earlier, six months throughout a summer out there. Um, and was not training while I was out there, kind of not fully giving it my all and decided to pack it in and head home. And just as I was packing it in, got a a little bit of a run, but it was too late because the flights were booked. And mm. I uh, honestly was a little bit out of money. And <laughs> uh, the family home offered a free rent, so there yeah. I went. <laughs> There you go. You got to do what you got to do, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you've been wrestling since 2016. And uh, so you came back home. Mm-hmm. And where did the, uh, you went to another training then or what happened then? So on Vancouver Island, I was um, training under Eddie Osborne mm-hmm. at the PWA Training Academy. And that's in Campbell River, which is about, whew, depending on how fast you drive, three to three and a half hours north of Victoria, where I was living. Um, so I would get up there any time or any weekend I wasn't at a show and train with them as well as uh, PWA would run shows out of the training facility and on the northern part of Vancouver Island. So... Um, they actually last year were running weekly shows, so I got a lot of matches under my belt with that, which possibly probably helped with the confidence. Um, and working a lot with Vancouver Island Pro Wrestling, they actually um, they gave me and Judas Icarus, who is mm-hmm. someone I'm sure you have seen and will definitely see more of. Yes, uh, they gave us a tag team championship which we held for almost a year, and that was great fun. I loved all of that, um, and it led to myself and Judas Icarus having one of my, no, definitely my favorite match that I've had, um, where we went a half hour and just killed each other. <laughs> but got a great response from the crowd in Langford. Where was that at? It was in Langford, Langford? just outside of Victoria. You and Judas... I'm sure people yeah. know who those guys. He was uh, also on the uh, recent Defy. I think also in the uh, Ten Man, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I saw him on Three Two One Battle the other night. Yeah. So uh, that guy's getting um, around. Yeah, he's he's getting around. 
Um, there's a bunch of young guys coming out of Vancouver. Well, Judas out of the island, but a bunch of young guys around who are hungry and wanted and are working their asses off for it. Um, Judas's tag team partner now, Elliot Tyler, he's working his ass off. Um, my soon-to-be tag partner and without a cause, Travis Williams, is working his ass off. And there's a bunch of guys in the training facility over here who haven't even had a match but are still doing phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you guys got a little stable together, you and uh, Judas and uh, Eddie Osborne? Yeah, in uh, ECCW, we are the Moonshine Mafia. That's right. I have that on my notes here somewhere. I keep looking over for it, but I'm not sure where I wrote it down, <laughs> which is really great. But, yeah, so uh, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, the the What would you say it was? The Moonshine Mafia. Moonshine Mafia. And we're going to see you guys together at a recent uh, upcoming ECC dub show? Yeah, you'll definitely see us together. Um Anytime one of us there is there, all of us are going to be there. <laughs> Got each other's back. Exactly. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, man, there's this little, you know, when you search for wrestlers on uh, on Google, mm-hmm. there's this thing that come up, and it's called uh, cagematch.net. You ever heard of it? I haven't, no. <laughs> it's funny because it, it seems like it. I don't like Google it, myself a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's probably better not to, right? Yeah. But it's um, this thing that it apparently tracks your matches each year Mm -hmm. and where you've wrestled and all the different things. It was kind of neat. And I don't know how truthful it is, but it says in 2016, you had seven Mm -hmm. matches, mostly from July to December, 2017. It says you had 17 matches, mostly later in the year. Also 2018, Mm -hmm. 75 matches, 2019. It has one, but I know you've, it's been, it it hasn't been updated because I also, know, you wrestle at defy. Mm -hmm. Is that, even accurate? Uh, it's a little bit off. <laughs> so, uh, in, let's see, in 2016, it, I had about 20 matches. Um, I had a big gap while I was out on the East Coast. But, uh, it even says what, um, promotions like Top Talent Pro Wrestling. Pure Wrestling Association, mm-hmm. and Next Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> this is a weird site. Damn, I never even hear the full promotion's names before I work for them, but yeah, those <laughs> ones. That's funny. Um, and yeah, in 2018, it's a, a little bit off because I actually set a goal for myself of having 100 matches in one calendar year. And uh, came up a little bit short. I had 96, but mm-hmm. I also had uh, 11 battle royals and um, seven title changes with the PWA Pure Violence 24/7 title. So, is that the Pure Wrestling Association? There. Yes, yes, sir. Because <laughs> you can even like go over these little symbols on here. It tells you the promotions and stuff. But I do see one in 2018. Mm-hmm. A Defy appearance, one match in yeah. 2018. I didn't know that. What show was that? That was, uh, I believe, the first Portland show they ran. It was myself and Judas Icarus against the American Guns. Oh, man, I didn't even know that. I'm going to have to go back and uh, check uh, Defy Now on demand and uh, watch that match. 
Mm-hmm. It was the first round of the tag tournament. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my cat's up here trying to destroy my desk right now and knock my mic over. So if you hear me <laughs> struggling here, it's because of him. So tell us, man, uh, 2018 was looks like a pretty good year from you. Uh, yeah. What's going on in uh, 2019 for you? Um, walking into 2019, I had kind of expected to chill out a little bit because I pushed myself pretty hard in 2018 to try to get that 100 matches. Um, but it doesn't want to chill out for me. So I ended up at being part of the Commodore Ballroom show for ECCW and then that same weekend debuting for Without a Cause and Everett. Um, the weekend after had my uh, Defy match that you mentioned. Um, well, well, speaking of that, I'm going to interrupt you real quick because I probably got ahead of myself then. Um, wrestling at Defy, Washington yeah. Hall, man. Tell us about <laughs> going in front of that crazy-ass crowd, the craziness, the loudness we get. We get loud. Yeah, boy, do you. Um, it, when I wrestled for Defy in Portland, it was a it was a really exciting thing, but I still had the thing the thought in the back of my head of I need to get to Washington Hall because I had come out to shows and seen how loud that crowd gets and seen how packed that hall gets and it's a, it's incredible. Um, so to walk out, even most people not knowing who I am, but just to feel the presence of. The defiance was amazing, and then to, you know, do that old that old wrestling thing, <laughs> and eventually do a moonsault off the top to the floor and get a holy shit chant. Yeah, woo! <laughs> that was that was next level. How did you feel when you finally got home that night? Although you probably had a long drive back to Canada, but I bet you were pretty lively on the way home in that car after that uh, adrenalizing crowd. Uh, boy, the first <laughs> bit of that drive, yes, and then the adrenaline crashed. Comes. Oh no, and then it wore off. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's such a high, and to have the young bucks on that show as well. Oh man, that was incredible. You wrote there, wow. Um, I mean, I don't want to put down the local talent because Shaft is one of my favorite wrestlers right now, and he was in that match with SCU and did great yeah. things. That was an awesome uh, match. That whole night was but, amazing. Yeah, that tag match with 1% and the American Guns was amazing. Um, I was surprised. Big Jack and Moose. Oof. Oh, especially the surprise of it. Didn't know either one of those guys were going to be there. So much fun. Yeah. And then that main event of Artemis Spencer versus Desmond. Oh, I could feel some of those kicks in the back, so I don't know how they felt after. <laughs> And are you being the champ as well as one of the people that I'm training under now is oh nice incredible, dude. Your thoughts? You've been you said you've been doing this since 2016, a few years. Um, ago. The back end of 2015. Back yeah. end of 2015, and yeah. Seeing what's been going on in Canada, seeing what's going on here in the going on here in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the local indie scene growth? here in the entire Pacific Northwest, Canada, Oregon, Washington. It's incredible, man. Um, 
I know that people used to call the Pacific Northwest the black hole of wrestling, but it's getting to the point where people just can't ignore us anymore. There's so many amazing shows and so many amazing talents out here. Um, it's just, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There's a lot of wrestling shows, but, you know, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, trying to get to Defy, up to ECC Dub, down to DOA, to Wack and Everett, you know, there's just so much prestige wrestling down in Hermiston. They got a great thing going on down there, too. And uh, WCWC, and, you know, there's all-star wrestling in Canada. It's it's incredible. And, like, to be a wrestler in this time is just great. Like, last year, I think I had maybe five or six weekends where I didn't have wrestling. And most of those were around Christmas. So to be able to be at a show every weekend just blows your mind. <laughs> it's awesome. You know, you were saying the, the Pacific Northwest wrestling black hole. Um, there was a time where it wasn't like that. And that was back in the, you know, the old 60s, 70s and 80s. And just the tip of the early 90s when the, you had Don Owens promoting the uh, Portland wrestling uh in Portland and in Washington, all the way up in Canada. It was great times then. We, you know, Ric Flair and Harley Race and Nick Bonkwinkle and all these people would come to town from the day, man. And uh, it was an amazing. And then it just kind of disappeared, <laughs> you know, because of rules, regulations, I think, the governments. And then to see this uh, surge lately with all these different uh, promotions, you know, Defy and, you know, we got 3-2-1 Battle, Lucha Volcanica, and then Without a Cause dropping on the scene recently, man. There's so much fun for the fans, and like you were saying, a lot more work for you guys. Mm-hmm. People just can't ignore it anymore. No, no, and it's so much fun. Like I said, I'm a 46-year-old guy, and I, I just love wrestling. I always have, always been like a hobby to me growing up watching with my my uncle and everything else so i'm so happy about the scene that's uh going on out here uh recently man so uh speaking of that without a cause coming back on uh february uh 24th haven't heard anything yet uh don't know if you're gonna be there or not but we've heard a lot of great announcements about this show oh trust me i will be there (laughs) one way or another eli uh, is gonna be there I don't know when this drops, whether they'll have the announcement out yet, but there's there's an exciting match coming up. Nice, nice. Well, I'll hold on to that. We're dropping this next Monday, so it'll be the 99th episode drop. Any final thoughts good. for you and uh, what's coming up for yourself? Um, upcoming, I've got a show in Kelowna this Friday and then Glam Slam in Vancouver this Saturday. Nice. I'll be uh, I'll be traveling down with Judas and uh, Elliot Tyler to um, to Prestige on the twenty second because I want to check that out. Like you mentioned, they've got a good thing going. They do uh, the twenty third in ECCW, the twenty fourth at WAC, and then there's some more stuff coming up later on. But we'll wait till later on. <laughs> gotcha dude and uh once again thank you so much for your time tonight you know you, you know i've seen you recently enjoyed it uh sent a message out to you you were pretty quick on getting back to me and i appreciate it and i can't wait to drop this uh episode next week and uh have a good night thanks man good talking to you